what people mean when they say those things is, oh, exercise is meditative, surfing is meditative, meaning I'm getting into flow state, I'm hyper-present, I'm hyper-aware, and those are all great things, but those are actually benefits of meditation. It's not the practice itself. Just like orgasm is a byproduct of sex, but they're not the exact same thing. Like you, if you meditate, you're gonna get certain benefits. Mm-hmm. But if you go directly after the benefit and don't understand what the process is, you're likely gonna mess yourself up. You're listening to the Money and Meaning Podcast, where we chronicle the search for meaning over money. I'm your host, Kenae Porter, National Certified Counselor and the world's number one financial hypnotherapist. This podcast is the mission-driven CEO's guide to wealth without burnout, guilt, or greed. So let's get into today's show. COVID has shown us that our health is so very important. And as a healthcare professional, I just know this so well. And you listening, you might be a healthcare professional, or maybe you know a healthcare professional who has taken this to heart. You know more than anyone that the way that you're going to survive, strive, and thrive is to take care of your health physically and mentally. Have you been looking for a way to help your patients or clients heal faster with longer lasting results? Well, Tame Your Brain Therapy is a healing modality that can remove the blocks keeping your patients from healing properly. In just four weeks, you can become a Tame Your Brain Therapist and give your patients the boost in their healing that both you and them are looking for. You'll learn so much in this training and you'll be able to raise your revenue in your company this is for you if you've been looking for a way to break through resistance. It's the most comprehensive brain-based healing modality available online. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes so you can add a healing modality to your business that can change you, your patients, and the world. I'll see you Oh, remember, early bird pricing ends October 7th and registration ends October 4th. And we get started on November 1st. So be there. If you're remotely interested, just click the link. This could be for you. Hey there, my prospers. Do you get where we are going right now? So the last episode was the last original episode for a while. Right now, we're going to go embark on um, something new. I've never done this before, I don't think, in the four seasons that we've had this podcast. But I'm going to play some replays, reruns, I guess they call them. And they are all my, not all, mm -mm. there are a few of my favorite episodes. And they're going to take us to the end of the year. Now, we're taking December off again because we're going on hiatus. And we're taking that off as a company, or at least the last two weeks in December, we'll be working the first two weeks, but our first two weeks in December would be just to kind of clean up and get ready for next year. Then we're going to take a rest and then we're going to come back strong. But when we come back strong, we might be going in a different direction. So 
just getting you prepared. Because I, I like for people to prepare me for change. And I know many people don't like change. So I'm kind of giving you the heads up early. This episode that you're going to listen to right now is all about meditation. And I like to say that meditation is my medicine, but it might even be a better description to say meditation is my vitamins really helps me build the stamina I need to prevent stress. I don't wait for stress to happen. I really work diligently to prevent it. And meditation is one of the ways that I do that. Now, the funny story here is that my friend, Emily Fletcher and I, we talk all about meditation and you hear it as if we're like old high school friends, like we're just giggling and, and chucking it up or whatever the statement is chopping it up. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not that great with slang. Anyway, that's what we're doing. But here's the backstory. I met Emily Fletcher at a private retreat for female CEOs. And I knew her though. I knew her as a colleague. She teaches meditation. She has a really awesome meditation program. So I was familiar with her, but I had never met her until this retreat. But I was calling her Emily Fletcher in the industry, you know, around with other colleagues. And when I would recommend her program to people. So when I got to be friends with her and I mean, we really became friends. I mean, we got so tight in just five days and shared so much with each other. But even then at the end, I was like, I still want to call you Emily Fletcher. And she's like, it's fine because her best friend from high school calls her Emily Fletcher still. So I thought that was pretty cool. Anyways, that's a lot of backstory. You didn't really need it, but I like backstory. Do you? Good. Glad I gave it to you then. Anyways, what is it that you are curious about when it comes to meditation? There are some myths out there when it comes to meditation and I bet you, you believe some of them. So I'd say, listen to this episode all the way through so that you can be sure to divulge any myths that you may have in your programming and really take your meditation practice to the next level. And if you don't have a meditation practice, you can begin one. I love meditation. I do a morning and an afternoon meditation and I teach it to a lot of the CEOs that I work with. Now, I don't actually teach meditation I focus on hypnotherapy and so my company as a whole, that's our focus, hypnotherapy. And for that reason, I want, in the show notes, I have a link to Emily Fletcher's meditation course because that's what we usually refer people to. We don't typically teach it. We just teach you to do it and how, and we help you change your brain or tame your brain so that you can implement it into your daily life because it's a change and change can sometimes be difficult, but hypnotherapy makes change easier. So we do that part. That's what we facilitate, helping you create the habit, the new habit, a new pattern, interrupting your old pattern. And you can count on Emily Fletcher and Ziva Meditation to teach you the fundamentals of meditation. So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. So go ahead and listen all the way through. And if you have any questions for me, you can always email us at podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. Whether it's about this episode, about Emily Fletcher and her program, or about any of our programs, we look forward to hearing from you. Enjoy the episode. 
Hey there, my prosperos. Welcome back to another episode of the Money and Meaning Podcast. So I'm so happy you're here and we are going to continue our conversation on making 2021 the best year ever. So it's better than last year. It's going to be so much fun. Like anything you imagine is going to happen for you in 2021. We have had some incredible conversations and we're continuing them. And in order for us to make the best of this year, I feel like we need to have some tools. And I think meditation is one of those tools that will serve you well. It will help you on your search for meaning over money. And that's why we're going to discuss it today. That's also why I brought the meditation guru, nobody better than Emily Fletcher to have this conversation with. So Emily Fletcher is the founder of Ziva Meditation and the leading expert in meditation for performance. She has taught over 40,000 people the skill of meditation. She is an international speaker and author. Her best-selling book, Stress Less, Accomplish More, debuted at number seven out of all books on Amazon and has been translated into 12 different languages. The New York Times, Good Morning America, The Today Show, Vogue and ABC have all featured Emily's work. She's been named one of the top 100 women in wellness to watch and has spoken at Apple, Google, and Harvard Business School. Ziva graduates include Oscar, Grammy, and Emmy Award winners, Navy SEALs, NBA players, you name it, just like so many people. The Ziva, <laughs> I was like, to start naming, I was like, you know what? Just keep going. <laughs> the Ziva technique is a powerful combination of mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting designed to help you get better at life, not meditation. So guys, please join me in welcoming our beautiful guest today, Emily Fletcher. Hey, Emily Fletcher. Oh my God. I feel like I should just, there should be like applause right now. Like that was such I know. a <laughs> I was like, Is there thousands of people waiting in the wings? I'm like, rah. I'm just like, wait, where's my audience? <laughs> right. You're like, usually at this time, I'm getting an applause. Applause. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. <laughs> Yes. Every time Emily walks in a room, people just start clapping. I don't know if you guys. <laughs> as, as they should, as they should. Actually, exactly. one quick story. You know, I used to be on Broadway mm-hmm. and one time I was horribly, horribly late for an audition because my my agent had given me the wrong address. And I, But it was for a role that I had played already with this, this artistic team. And the role that I played was like this really, like just this diva, this like aging war horse of a Broadway diva. Oh, and so I showed up 45 minutes late to a two hour audition, just fully in character, oh. like just full diva, couldn't be bothered. The whole studio stops the audition, turns and applauds because it was so <laughs> in character. And they were like, yep, you just booked the job. Was this Sheila? Sure was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Sheila in a chorus line. She's like, can the adults please smoke? <laughs> Can't be bothered. Someone give me a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I love that character. And yes, yeah, she would definitely do that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys are wondering why I called Emily Fletcher, Emily Fletcher, and everybody knows I'm very familiar. Like, I call my grandmother's friends by their first name. And everybody on the show, I go like, hey, Emily, you know, and even if I never met them, I'm meeting them for the first time here, I go by first name. So you guys are probably wondering, why the hell did she say Emily Fletcher? 
Well, it's because I knew of Emily Fletcher before we became friends. And so all this time for years, I guess it's been like two or three years. And I've been like, oh, and Emily Fletcher is speaking here. And Emily Fletcher is going to be, oh, and I watched I listened to this podcast with Emily Fletcher. So when I talk about her, it's Emily Fletcher. So when we met, even though when we met, we were like ready to braid each other's hair, like instant connection, best, best friends best ever. Best friends. <laughs> We were sharing, we were sharing clothes. We were That's cuddling the fires. That's true. We were. You gave me so, a on like the second day we met each other. You're so sweet. I know, and I love our friendship. But I still have to call you Emily Fletcher. <laughs> I love it. You know, actually, my best friend of twenty years also calls me Emily Fletcher. See, so, I fit right in. Great. Yep. That's me. She and I, we have that. That's ours. I'll be the second best friend. That's cool. I'm good with that. <laughs> We've got 20 years. A really close second. <laughs> She's got 20 years, but I'm sure I could catch up. <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> so as you know, we ask every guest one important question to start out with. And that is, what is your idea of prosperity? Mm-hmm. Believing that nature has your back. And living that nature has your back. Oh, yeah. That just gave me chills. I love that. Yes. Nature has your back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so guys, keep that. That's a good one. I think I'm going to put like, I need to post that. Does That's mm-hmm. a good one. We have these sweatshirts. We made, we custom made these hoodie sweatshirts and they have really mm-hmm. long face covering. And it says, uh, can I curse on here or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it says fuck off. I'm meditating on the face of it. <laughs> so it's like an eye mask, but no, no eye mask. And anyway, on the, on the sleeve of them, it says nature has your back. Ah, that is so funny. Um, reminder? So, you know, we have a friend in, in common, um, light who is, who taught me yeah. this meditation process. And in the course, when I was learning, there was a lady who she said that she was meditating outside and like I guess an ant crawled on her and like that disturbed she went to tell the story the next day she's like well I was doing well but then an ant crawled on me and I like disturbed my whole meditation I had to start all over and so light is like oh you can you can just wipe the ant off and then you can just go back to your mantra and it just sounded so simple. But for her, it was like her whole thing was ruined. But when you just said that nature has your back. So then the aunt was like, oh, we're meditating. Oh, hey, what's up, girl? You know, it's just, <laughs> it just it doesn't have to be so complicated. Right. Mm-hmm. And light is so good at that. He just he <laughs> communicates these profound truths with such simplicity, which is my real marker of a, of a master. Is like, mm-hmm. can you describe complex subjects with elegance and simplicity. Oh, light definitely can. Yes. And you really just described yourself. So I'm going to ask you to kind of do that for us today. (laughs) Can you describe meditation in general sense, you know, because I feel like you do do a great job. And I know Ziva meditation is a specific type, but I want people to first understand like maybe in general what meditation is, and then we're going to go to what Ziva meditation is. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, the simplest definition of meditation would be a stress relieving tool. That's the simplest, but if that's your only criteria, then so is wine, so is exercise, so is TV, so is sex in the woods. And as you know, you know, being a meditation teacher, I'm sure people tell you all day, like they do me, oh, exercise is my meditation. You know, drawing is my meditation. Cooking is my meditation. Facebook is my meditation. And I'm like, y'all, 
Facebook is no one's meditation. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, neither is walking in the woods. Like that, like exercise is called exercise. Exactly. It's called cooking, and meditation is called meditation. That's why they have their own words. Exactly, because um, so, I have a great meditation time in the shower, but that is not my meditation. But it feels right. really good. You're unplugged. You're present. You have the water. You have the five sensory experience happening. That's why people are like, "Oh, I get great ideas," because you're accessing your right brain, which is awesome. But it is not the same thing as meditation. And so, exactly. to really simplify and clarify this for folks. What people mean when they say those things is, oh, exercise is meditative, surfing is meditative, meaning I'm getting into flow state, I'm hyper-present, I'm hyper-aware, and those are all great things, but those are actually benefits of meditation. It's not the practice itself. Just like orgasm is a byproduct of sex, but they're mm. not the exact same thing. Like you, if you meditate, you're going to get certain benefits. Mm-hmm. But if you go directly after the benefit and don't understand what the process is, you're likely going to mess yourself up. Like same with sex, or if you're like, okay, let's orgasm with like no nothing. It's Ruin like, it. No, sorry, it doesn't work that way. At least not for ladies, it doesn't. So <laughs> you know, we gotta like there has to be like a process to get to the benefit. Yeah, for the men, it's the opposite. They're like, don't do it, don't do it, don't orgasm, don't get. <laughs> and then if they think that, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I think that might have been like a qu- I mean, I really, for the most part, really did trust nature and really respect nature. But this feels like a small design flaw. of like the timing <laughs> of male and female orgasm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. just meet like 15 minutes on either direction. <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. So Here we are. Okay. We had a whole nother podcast episode. That is. <laughs> I think it's going well. Yes. Now I'm a meditation snob and I am a purist, but how I would define meditation is where you were accessing a verifiable fourth state of consciousness. So different than waking, different than sleeping, different than dreaming. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in this fourth state of consciousness, you are giving your body rest that's five times deeper than sleep. And mm-hmm. that is important because when you give your body the rest that it needs, it knows how to heal itself. Yes. And so, and, and now I'm talking a bit specifically about Ziva meditation, but overarchingly, the blanket term is a stress relieving tool. Mm, yeah. Yes. And I like what you said. First of all, like you said, you're a meditation snob. I'm kind of, I'm a little bit of a meditation snob, but I try, I try to be uh, looser with it. Look, I will really celebrate I everyone, say. wherever they are on their practice. I you, and I think all I meditation you. is good meditation. However, mm-hmm. people need to understand that different things do different, different styles do different things to your brain. Yeah. Um, and that's my next question to ask you. But the reason why I said I like that you're in meditation snob because you should have high standards because you deliver 40,000 people, over 40,000 people. And then if you're not a purist, if you're not a snob, those 40,000 people are going to think they can go and teach what you, they just learned from you and they cannot. They really need to get it from a purist. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm not do because I do some solo shows. I'm not doing a solo show on meditation. I am going to the guru of meditation. <laughs> and just because that term I know really triggers some people, that, that I know. word actually means bringer of light or remover of darkness. We just attached a lot of negative connotations around mm-hmm. it. But I like to call myself an expert, but you know. <laughs> but since you're not the one saying it, I am. <laughs> you are my, I love the way that you meditate. And I told you this when we were on the retreat and I was like, what I don't do really well is 
I want my voice to lay on people. Like I want it to be heavier. I want it to lay on them. And you do that so very well. My voice floats. And because it floats, sometimes not every single word is heard, which is fine. But what I want it to do is to lay on people. And I love that your voice does that. But you know, when you said that my voice floats, it's like I could feel that floating quality in your voice as you said it. I was like, yes, your voice yeah. does float. But, it, but it's not light. It, it is, there is a groundedness. Like it's a real duality yeah. in your voice. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And so that so that's what, what I want to point out is that you are an expert at what you do. And that even though people feel like they've got it, it they might not yet. There may be something out there that they can get. And so that's why I wanted you to come on and talk to us a little bit. So you were saying you could talk about the different types of meditation. Do you want to go there or do we want to talk about what Ziva is exactly? Well, I think we could do both at the same time, actually. Oh, great. So yeah, easy. Two birds, one stone. (laughs) So the Ziva technique or the Ziva method is three M's. So as you said, it's mindfulness meditation and manifesting. I created these three buckets, not just for alliteration, but because I think it encapsulates you can put almost all of the millions of styles under one of these three umbrellas. Ah. The big differentiator is mindfulness from meditation. Because now if you say, hey, do you meditate? People are like, oh yeah, cool. Do you do calmer headspace? Like now we think mm. meditation means which free app did you download? <laughs> which, you know, when I started teaching, there weren't any apps around. Like yeah. just a bunch of monks and me in New York City. Anyway, most of the apps, the YouTube videos, the drop-in studios are teaching what I would call mindfulness, okay. which is art of bringing your awareness into the present moment. So Mm. breath work, guided visualization, imagining your chakras, like anytime you are directing your focus, anytime you are engaging your prefrontal cortex, I would put that under the category of mindfulness, which is very good at dealing with your stress in the now. Mm -hmm. We use mindfulness as the appetizer, as the pre-runway to the main course of the Ziva technique, which is meditation. And I would define this style of meditation, like I said earlier, verifiable fourth state of consciousness, where your body's getting rest that's five times deeper than sleep, and the right and left hemispheres of the brain are functioning in unison. Mm-hmm. And this is important because when you do that, you increase neuroplasticity, which is the brain's ability to change itself, which I'm sure you're very yes. familiar with. Mm-hmm. And you're also strengthening something called the corpus callosum, which may actually be quite beneficial for hypnosis as well, mm-hmm. because the corpus callosum is the bridge between the left and right hemispheres of the brain. This is in addition to you know reversing your body age by 12 to 15 years, improving your sex drive and getting rid of insomnia. Like people think that, oh, meditation is just like a cute pedicure for my brain or something when it's like, no, no, this is the single most important piece of mental hygiene that you need to be practicing every day. And it's not just about feeling good for 15 minutes. Ooh. It's healing you on a cellular physiological level. Yes. Preach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm <in> my pulpit. <laughs> I call myself the minister of meaning. So I'm going to call you the minister of meditation. Oh, yes. Job accepted. <laughs> When's our minister meeting? That's a good question. Shoot. We now, need to have one now. Yeah, this is the pre-meeting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Actually, we already had the pre-meeting. This is the meeting. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh. slow, but I, I mean, I do get it. Ew, get, get <laughs> You're not slow. Um, Okay, so we covered the first two M's. We got mindfulness, we got meditation, which really, just to bring it back, mindfulness, you're directing your focus. 
very good at getting rid of your stress in the now. With Ziva meditation, you are, it's all about surrender. It's all about letting go. It's all about accessing that deep, restful, luxurious inner yumminess. And it's very good at healing your stress from the past. So all those physiological benefits that I just mentioned, that's a byproduct of you getting rid of the stress in your body from the past. And mm-hmm. that is the thing. It's the accumulation of that backlog of stresses from our past that makes us stupid, sick, and slow, mm-hmm. right? It's, and so yep. once we get rid of that, we become fast, we become healthy, we become smart. So there's that. And then the third M is manifesting. And I would define manifesting as consciously creating a life you love. It's you getting intentional about what you want your life to look like. And it is really asking yourself better questions. Like, what would I love right now? And instead of what a lot of people are doing is they think they're manifesting, but they're accidentally complaining. (laughs) Why can't I lose this weight? Why is this so hard? Why does she have a boyfriend and I don't? Mm -hmm. It's like you're asking terrible questions. Your brain is going to give you terrible answers. Yep. So what I've found is if you combine meditation and manifesting together, it's so much better than either one alone. And if you manifest right in at the end of your meditation where your brain is all blissed out yes. with dopamine and serotonin and you've accessed source energy, to manifest from that place is very, very powerful. Yeah, that's such a great point. And because there still are manifesting, even though they're manifesting their complaints, you're still a powerful manifester. You're just manifesting what you don't want. So what if you could just wait until you were in a better state of mind or a different state of mind and then manifest from that place? Because then, like you said, you're in that yummy place and the universe is like, oh, you want to feel more yumminess. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, that's yes. (laughs) Yumminess. That's what we're into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I loved that you made this differentiation between mindfulness, it's the here and now stress. And then that mm-hmm. meditation really going deeper is that past stress. Yeah. Um, and that's why when I worked with, with light, I was like, wow, you're like one step away from being a hypnotherapist is like the only thing is that you're not suggesting. But I feel like when you're manifesting, those are suggestions. You're kind of dropping that idea that this is possible for me because that's really what hypnotherapy is like opening up these ideas because you've been doing the same thing expecting a different result because the brain loves familiarity and then you say oh guess what there's all these other options that's what hypnotherapy does and I feel like Ziva is like right like I said light was one step away I feel like you're like half a step away from being a hypnotherapist yeah I really have to learn more about it I mean I've done a few sessions and I'm working right now my therapist is she does neuropathy oh Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and and so she sometimes will do hypnosis with me in the sessions, and I don't know the difference really between neuropathy and and hypnosis, but I know I feel like I need to have more of an intellectual understanding. I have a minimal experiential understanding of it, mm-hmm. and but I need more of an intellectual understanding because I get the question a lot: "What's the difference between this and hypnosis?" Oh, yeah. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. The way you describe meditation and those differences, right, is very similar. So hypnosis or hypnotherapy is like saying meditation. And then there's all these different types, right? So neuropathy, NLP, you know, there's visualization, there's all different, you know, there's Ericksonian, there's so so many different hypnosis techniques or hypnotherapy techniques or modalities. Mm -hmm. They all are very similar to what you describe as the version of meditation that you teach. The only difference between Ziva meditation is that there are suggestions. The people tell me exactly where they are right now Uh and then where they want to be. 
And what I'm doing is taking their words that they told me of where they want to be. And I'm having them see these other options. So what would it take kind of to be where you want to be? It's like, oh, I would need to be on the Oprah show. And then I would need to be on Good Morning America. And then I would need to be on ABC's whatever. So it's like, oh, I got to see all of those steps. And it's so, so it's very close to the manifesting, except for with them seeing, instead of them seeing a picture of something that they would like to happen, I am showing them like it actually did happen. They're talking to me as if it did happen. So if I'm trying to erase your trauma, if we're working on trauma and you tell me the story, the way it happened, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what would you have liked to have and happen in that moment? Uh, and then they're going to describe what they would have liked. I wish my mom would have just said, it's okay that you dropped all the things. It's fine. No worries. We'll, we'll pick it up. Right. And so uh-huh. we just replay that. I suggest that that is what happened at the end. And the brain doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's actually happened. So uh-huh. now the brain believes that mommy said, it's okay. We'll get another one kind of instead of. I can't believe you dropped that. You're such a stupid klutz or whatever mommy said in real life. Wow. So okay. the difference between meditation and hypnosis is only the suggestion that comes at the end because we're doing all of that. We're going to theta. Like we're, you are the step right before sleep. So you also have some, some healing properties happening in hypnosis, just like in meditation, because instead of falling asleep, I'm going to stop you right before you fall asleep. I've been taking you to that place where you know how when you are falling asleep and you've probably experienced this before a time or two and you can hear people talking, but you're like, you know what? Instead of responding, I'm just going to go ahead and go to sleep. But you could wake up or you could respond and be like 1230, we're going to leave at 1230. And then, so that space, that's where you're going in hypnosis. Wow. Okay. Beautiful. Thanks for articulating that so beautifully. You're welcome. And that wasn't simple. I I wanted to give you all of it so then you can pull out what you want to say when people ask you that. But like when I was in training, I felt like I'd already done a lot of it, but I was so glad that I still did. Now I didn't do Ziva first, but I, I did Vedic first. So I was so glad I did that because it took what I thought I was doing at meditation because I had separated meditation and hypnosis completely, but it took what I was doing in meditation deeper because I was associating now the stuff that I knew my brain could do that I didn't know my brain could do when I was just quote unquote meditating. Oh, that's really cool. And also probably what you were just quote unquote doing was what I would call mindfulness, right? Which is more directive. It's more focused. It's more waking state. Whereas like with hypnosis and with this type of meditation, you're, you're de-exciting the nervous system. You're accessing you know, different states of consciousness and giving the body that deep rest. So I think yes. that's, that's so beautiful that you're able to like merge those two together. Yeah. So that is what I would say is the difference. But I, like I said before, I also think it's just so very, very close that we don't really have to differentiate, but I know people need differentiators. Like we, mm-hmm. we like that stuff, especially Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel like we kind of bust through some of the myths that are out there, but I feel like there's still these stories that people are telling themselves about meditation. Would you agree with that? Um, 1000%. Everyone knows they should be meditating. No one's actually meditating. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear people say things like, oh, I would like to meditate, but my mind is too busy or, oh, I can't sit down or I don't have time for meditation. That one. 
It breaks my heart. <laughs> That's one way of saying it. <laughs> it breaks my heart too. It truly, because it just, there's no need for people to be suffering unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And that's our new mission as Eva is to, to rid the world of unnecessary suffering. Because it's like, look, suffering is part of the human experience. And I get that. People are going to die. There are injustices. Like that is all real. And there's a lot of unnecessary suffering happening. Yeah. Insomnia, anxiety, overwhelm, unhealed trauma. And it's like, mm. these are solvable problems. These are solvable problems, y'all. And for the mm. amount of time that you're wasting making bad decisions, losing your temper, being in fight or flight, yep. being indecisive. You could have med- You could have done 50 meditation retreats with the amount of time you've wasted being stressed. <laughs> oh, guess what? This is Ooh. 15 minutes twice a day, ding dong. Like, <laughs> like what else are you doing with your time? Your 30 minutes. Is responsible for printing every cell in your body and making every single decision in your life what else are you doing with your time? Right. But you also, got you're going to get more time. I know I'm being a little angry pants meditation teacher right now, but here's the reality for 15 minutes, twice a day investment, you are going to get back hours of productivity and joy and energy and better sleep and better sex and better parking karma in your day. I think you could have just stopped at sex. <laughs> I know. We, we really primed the audience at the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, just think about it like that. It's it's such a small amount of time to get such a huge impact. Yes. Get, yeah. And the programming, I get it. You know, as a hypnotherapist, I hear all the programs and, and part of it is your programming. And that's why, first of all, I'm glad that you are listening to a podcast like this. Right. I'm glad that you are open to the possibilities but I'm asking you to stop, stop saying that it's not for you or you can't do it. Like you can't slam dunk a ball, right? That I, I will, I'll go, I'll give you that one. You probably are not doing that. Especially yeah, like, I'm not going to join the NBA. Like Emily, right. you're, you're, guess what? Nope. <laughs> that, that ship is sailed for many exactly. reasons. <laughs> and five, two, I'm definitely not doing it. <laughs> but everyone could just like everyone can sleep. Everyone can meditate. And I think the reason, so here's where people get stopped up. And this this will actually be helpful for folks. People think they can't meditate. They think they can't do it because their brain is too busy. Their mind is too busy. They can't sit still. And here's really what's happening. People think that the point of meditation is to clear the mind. Mm. So that is not true. The point of meditation is not to clear the mind. The point of meditation is to get better at life, not to get better at meditation. No one cares if you're a good meditator. Everyone cares if you're good at life, right? Yeah. So here's the good news. For anyone who has felt, felt like a meditation failure, you just like, I can't stop my mind. My mind is too busy. Here's, listen up. The mind thinks involuntarily, just like the heart beats involuntarily. So trying to give your brain a command to shut up is as impactful as trying to give your heart a command to stop beating. It doesn't work. And, and yet, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no. And like, hi, we're not just in dying here. We're just in feeling better, having better sex, not less sex. This one sentence can be very, very liberating to people. It actually can change the course of someone's meditation career. If you're like, wait, thoughts aren't the enemy. You mean I'm allowed to have thoughts and I'm not a failure. You mean I can get benefits out of this and have thoughts. And then the whole thing becomes so much easier, so much more enjoyable. Yes. Yes. That is so true. Yeah. Just so you're giving yourself permission to think. 
That's right. And the caveat to that is that it is a skill, right? So it's not like just sit on the couch and stress out about the stock market, right? Because that's what most people are doing. They're stressing out of the stock market, but then also being like, focus, concentrate, clear your mind. And it's like, well, that's just, that's like torture. So it is a skill. It does require some training. It, it is, it requires the right tools, like tools that were designed for you and not a monk. Whereas a lot of meditation practices were made for monks. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's, that's also why a lot of people think that they're failing. So once you have a skill and some training and a tool, then it's very, very simple. And then it's yep. like, you understand what to do with the inevitable thoughts that are happening. Yes, exactly. Which goes back to when you said you were a meditation snob. The reason why, and I I didn't get this out. The reason why I like you saying that is because I knew that you were going to explain this, right? And there are people who believe that they're meditation snobs. (laughs) And what they're really saying is, I believe that I know exactly how to meditate because I went to this place and that place. And I used to, I saw a monk do it and I do it just like the monks do it. It's like, no, you don't, first of all. And second of all, why? <laughs> why? Why are you stressing yourself out that way? So I, I just hear so many people pretend like they know what meditation is. And so for someone who really does know what meditation is, to explain it in a way to say it's simple, 15 minutes a day, twice a day, to let yourself Think until you do this other thing that I'm going to teach you in my program. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, oh, oh, oh. And so I'm hoping that some light bulbs are going off for you guys, especially those people who think they are the meditation snobs. Like you can still actually go a different route or another route with your meditation. Like what you're doing now is fine. But what if there was more? Yeah. Yeah. And the way I say it is like mindfulness is like an amazing glass of water, but it is possible to get in the ocean, right? Where yeah. you are really coming home to yourself and swimming in this abyss and connecting with the divine and reminding yourself that you are God pretending to be human. And it's just so beautiful to really move beyond the sense of individuality and connect with totality. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to happen if you're exclusively in your left brain, if you're exclusively in your prefrontal cortex, because you're mm-hmm. going to be identified with the small self, with the identity. Whereas in this style of meditation, it's a self-induced transcendence style of meditation. You're connecting with the divine every day, twice a day. And that feels good in the moment, yes, but that dopamine and serotonin lasts far beyond that, that meditation. So that's why you're happier with your partner. You're cr- more creative with your kid. You're more productive at work. And it, it starts to seep into everything you do. Yeah. And I also want to say that, I mean, I've been meditating for years and not every single meditation I do feels like what Emily Fletcher just described. (laughs) Thanks. Me neither, right? Like, it's not like every day is a dance with God. Sometimes it's like a morning shower. But again, it's not about what's happening in the city. It's happening in the rest of your life. But occasionally you're like, oh my God, there's only one thing and I am it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, And I don't want people to get caught up in... It, this is it's not a trip, right? You're not you're not about to take ecstasy and, and, and dance with the dolphins or whatever happens when you take ecstasy. Although when you take ecstasy, you do create quite a bit of serotonin and oxytocin, okay. and you do boost those when you're meditating. I mean, not as much, right. but you, you do absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I and that's what I want to say is that the option is there. The the process will can take you there, but you're not popping a pill, so 
it may we don't know what's happening. You might have put your baby down to sleep and hoping you can go meditate in this few minutes and the baby doesn't wake up. And it might take you a little it may be a little harder for you in that moment because the mommy in you still is in protective mode. Is is baby sleep? Is it especially if you're a new mom? So we get all of that is happening in your life. And we're saying, so this brings me to my actual question is how do you go from never meditating before to meditating twice a day? Okay, so real easy. Just just take a class. Yes. It's so easy. So a lot of people are like, oh, twice a day, once, I can't even do it every day. And it's like, well, okay, first of all, do you have any training? And then people are like, no. I was like, well, why would you expect yourself to commit to something that you don't know how to do, that you're feeling like a failure and you're getting no return on your time investment? Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's it's like we got to recognize that this is a skill. That's why I put it in my bio. I've taught people the skill of meditation. You wouldn't expect someone to be like, oh, I'm going to speak Japanese for 20 minutes twice a day starting tomorrow unless they had taken a class. Same thing with meditation. It's like, it's a skill. And then so once you, and here's the cool thing about Ziva is that it is a matriculation. It's an online class. It's about 15 minutes a day for 15 days. And then by the time you graduate, you have the mindfulness, the meditation and the manifesting to take with you for life. It's like you don't need an app or me in your ears or a dude playing drums on your chest in order to be able to meditate. It's like you just close your eyes on a plane with your kids in the next room at work and it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You explain that so very well and that's exactly how it is. And so guys, if that's something, if your New Year's resolution was to start meditating, then we have something for you. Emily Fletcher has already- (laughs) It's cracking me up decided to give us what we call three for free. So if you want to check this out, like you're you're curious, but maybe you're not committed yet, right? You're curious, but not committed. Three for free is for you. So we're going to put a link in the show notes. You're just going to scroll. Even if you're on your phone, you're just going to scroll down wherever you're listening to this podcast. And it's going to be a link there. You're going to click on that link and you're going to sign up and you're going to start your training. Because just like Emily Fletcher just told you, how can you expect to commit to something if you're not trained in it? Mm-hmm. Of course, you will go back or revert or just forget, <laughs> right? Yeah, because of course you're going to forget if you're like, oh, I'm failing. And also, I don't know why I'd waste my time doing that thing. Yep, exactly. So outside of that link that they're going to click, how do mm-hmm. people hang out with you? Oh, well, one, come hang out with all, to our ministers. Was that where we are, the ministers? <laughs> yeah, the ministers, our ministers yeah. Meeting. But I'd say the best place is zivameditation.com. So it's Z-I-V-A. And ziva is a Sanskrit word that means bliss. And at zivameditation.com, you can access that online course. You can find, we have a beautiful self-care center. And then we're all over social media at Ziva Meditation. And awesome. one thing that, that I'm really excited about is that in a few months, we're launching what I hope to be the world's best kids meditation training. It's called Ziva Kids. So if you have a little one, it's going to be through ages four through eight. And it's so exciting. We worked with folks from Sesame Street and child psychologists from Harvard. And we built a bunny. His name is Z Bunny. He's a puppet. Oh. He's my co-star. So you can go ahead and head to zivameditation.com slash kids if you want to like get on the list and start getting sweet little treats from me and Z Bunny. <laughs> oh, yes. Awesome. So guys, scroll down, click the link in the show notes and you can get your three for free. And then if you're still curious and you just want to hang out with Emily Fletcher 
not like I hang out with Emily Fletcher, but like in, <laughs> in a way, right. You can hang out with her in a way you can catch her on social media. We'll put all those links in the show notes as well. So Emily Fletcher, can you please tell us what is the best advice you've ever received or the advice you wish somebody would have told you? You know, I just, I feel like Instagram is sort of like psychic for me right now because I'm going through a lot of personal changes and transformations and feel like I'll go on Instagram and it's like, it's like it has a window into my soul of the emotional inner workings that's happening. But I keep getting these memes that are like as if I have my own personal therapist. But wow. this is what really struck me today. And it feels so profound that like of all the advice, it felt just right on time. And it, it's this, wow. it's from my friend, Dr. Deb. Uh, an unhealed person can find offense in pretty much anything someone does. A healed person understands that the actions of others has absolutely nothing to do with them. Each day you get to decide which one you will be. Hell yeah. yeah. That That's actually one of, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, people. Did you hear that? And if you didn't rewind. Yeah. And, and there's actually, that's a, there's a line from the Vedas, which says that, you know, people are only ever commenting on their own state of consciousness. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so if someone's getting mad at you or someone's, you know, doing X, Y, and Z, it's like they're commenting on their own state of consciousness. How you react to that is commenting on your state of consciousness. Yep. Yep. Totally. Oh my gosh. That was so good. So good. So, so good. So take that. We're wrapping up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so incredibly grateful for our conversation today. Not because I get to have some girlfriend time, but because you just shared with our audience and with the world who knows how many people are going to listen to this because you say 40, you've taught 40,000, over 40,000 people. However, you've touched millions and I'm one of those. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for shining so bright in the world. You are a star. You're welcome. Ah, So I'm going to let you guys go. Be here next week. Emily, can you be here tomorrow? Yes, every day. We should be here every day. (laughs) Yay. Okay, bye guys. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, my prosperity pro. I want to stay connected with you. Here are four ways. Pick the one that works best for you if you want to stay connected with me. One, if you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Send them to podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. I'd love it if you would make a one or two minute audio message and attach it to an email. That'd be the easiest way for me to get it. Ask me anything about creating a life of meaning over money and I'll get you an answer. Remember, the email address is podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. Two, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because you guys might want to have a discussion about it, especially if they're a CEO who wants to shift from the old American dream to a life of meaning. Three, we try not to have any sponsors on this show unless they are truly in line with our values. I mean, really a good fit. So that means we fund this podcast ourselves. I'd like you to take a look at our resource page to see if there's any products or services that we recommend that are right for you. If not, no worries, maybe later. If so, please use our affiliate link to purchase. Thank you in advance for doing that. You are such an amazing person. 
Okay, four and last. If you want to know what's happening over here at Presidential Lifestyle and you want us to email you the update, then go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. And you'll see the current updated blog for the week, but you'll also see a link to subscribe to that blog. We can email it to you if you like. That's presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. Don't worry. You don't have to remember that link or any links. They're all in the show notes. Oh, and I forgot to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review and tell us how much you're enjoying it. And now for the legalese. This podcast is not to replace professional counsel. The best advice is from a professional who knows you and your specific situation. The topics discussed in this podcast are general in nature and for informational or entertainment purposes only. We encourage you to meet with a professional that you can discuss your specific situation with. Whether you choose us or someone else, one-on-one counsel is important, whether it's a financial, therapeutic, legal, or other decision. So that's all for now. I'll see you next episode. And remember, you can have wealth in all of its forms. Believe it, and you'll soon see it.